Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your very warm welcome. Um, hello to everyone here, everyone watching online from our different centers, Leicester, everywhere. It's great to be with us again together today. Um, you know, I was having a laugh with my husband and he, he said to send a message to Pastor Dave <laughs> to say that, you know, for every time you've stood on the stage in Kiri, do you know you've actually been pregnant? And I was like... <laughs> Please, he's like, please let Pastor Dave know we're not expecting any other children soon, so maybe to delay on that. But, you know, the truth of the matter is it's, a, it's, a, it's been a blessing for us as a family to be part of Kingsgate, and it's an honor and a privilege to be able to stand here to share, so praise God. As a church family, we've been discussing being resilient as a series, and, you know, we've, had the, we've heard Josh speak about the word of God being the resource for resilience. We've heard Pastor Dave preach powerfully as well, speaking about seeing Jesus and his love and his greatness as being very, very cornerstone to being resilient. And today I'm going to be bringing a word regarding who we are, our identity and our purpose, what we're about in terms of being resilient. And I've kind of titled this The Christ Perspective the Christ perspective as it pertains to who we are and what we're about. You know, the truth of the matter is I believe that the greatest truth that gives any sense of resilience at all in life is the perspective to life that comes with faith in Christ. Now, I know that some of us are listening today, some of us might be here, you might be online, and you do not, you've never come to know Jesus, the Christ. And all this might seem new to you, but I don't want you to leave me right now. Stick with me, please, because at the end of the message, you're going to have an opportunity to welcome him in. So again, I reiterate, the whole truth of the message of Christ gives us the resource, the capacity, the ability, the possibility at all to be resilient. You know, I have found in my life personally that, that with the Christ perspective, there's light for every situation, there's light for every dark tunnel. It's a given guaranteed path. It's an eternal security, a clear constant, and a springboard to always bounce back to life with. So what do I mean when I say the Christ perspective? It's not just a view on life, but it's actually a reality that comes to life. It's a reality that is triggered in us when anybody puts their faith in Jesus. When anyone says yes to him, welcomes him in, begins to put faith in his words and begins to apply them in their everyday living. Because you see, when anyone makes this step, something very significant happens that completely radically changes who you are and what you begin to live for. And personally, this has literally changed my life. It has taken over every aspect of my life, the way I think, the way I see myself, how I function, what I live for, my identity, my purpose. It has given me a sense of confidence, hope, clarity, comfort, a sense of direction that has helped me gain resilience. And it continues to do so as I go through life. So today I just want to sort of share a bit of what the picture I'm trying to paint with all of us today. I want us to begin to get a, a peek into what this looks like when a person puts their lives, puts all, that they're in, all their identity and what they're here and what they're here for 
on the Christ perspective. Because I know that this is, this is what God wants for us. This is what he wants for us. He wants us to know who Jesus is and who he is to us. So we're going to be looking at the Christ perspective through three aspects. We're going to be looking at it as, as Christ in us, Christ for us, and then Christ through us. So let's have a look at Christ in us. What does this mean? When you're thinking about who you are, what you're living for, what life is about, Christ in you. And I'd like us to have a look at a scripture that I believe is really cornerstone. It's one of my favorite scriptures. It's Galatians 2.20. And the writer Paul here says, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So you see, from this scripture, you can immediately see that Christ is in you and I right this moment. A mystery, but an absolute reality. Now, once we put faith in Christ, he comes into our hearts by the power of his Holy Spirit, and he lives and dwells in us. So right now, you, you can actually immediately boldly say, Christ is in me, and he never lives. So when you think about this, if you have the author of the universe, the, the one who is the maker of all things, we sing from him are all things, by him are all things. The one who knows all things, who knows you intimately, when you can think about the fact and acknowledge the truth that he dwells and lives in you, you can immediately confidently begin to say, I have what it takes to be resilient. I can make it through. I can and I will come through. Not, it's not just because he's with me, but because he is in me. So you see, it's, you begin to get that picture that it's not just you going through life, but it's you and Christ. It's Christ in you going through what you're going through. It opens up possibilities. It brings so much more hope, more ability, more capacity, more opportunities present themselves, more possibility a greater tenacity for life. So a consciousness of Christ in us makes us resilient. But you know something? I'm someone who's very given to understanding how things work. I, I like to understand, I like to know how. So when I say, and you, know, you hear people say, Christ lives in us, how? Is this just something we say, but there is no meaning to it? How, does, how can we apply this functionally? And I believe that if you do not understand a truth, a fact, a principle, you cannot put it into application practically. So I just wanted to elaborate a little bit more, just because I know this is so important. <laughs> okay, now Galatians 2.20, the scripture I just shared, Let's us know that for every one of us throughout, throughout time, and this is happening every time someone says yes to Christ, it lets us know that something happens. It says, I'm crucified with Christ. So when anybody puts their faith in Christ, something happens. It says that when Christ died on the cross, it is considered that we died with him. What does that mean? Because I'm still breathing here. Now, our sinful nature, our inadequacies, our frailties, everything that was wrong about us goes on that cross with him. 
And the scripture is letting us know that we were raised with him when he came to life again, with new life, with his life. And how is this? I, I just want to paint a picture for you. You see, the scriptures let us know that the human being is a three-part being. We're spirit, soul, and body. So when you put your faith in Christ, there's something that happens to you spiritually. And that's the real part of you. That's the part of you that makes you you. You died with him. And then when, you, when he rose, you rose with him. So you have his life spiritually at your core. It is Christ that is alive in you by his spirit. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Truth, absolute truth. So it makes it really clear to you and I that we've been given a brand new spirit. The spirit of Christ, we're one with him. Why is this so important? Because this is who we are. This is our identity. So you can begin to understand that you have capacity. 2 Timothy 1.7 even lets us know the kind of spirit we have been given. We have been given a spirit not of fear, but a spirit of power, a spirit of love and of a sound mind. This is who you are. You can make it through. You will make it through. You know, whenever, whenever I remember these truths, you know, it just, it emboldens, it makes me bold. I get so confident again because I know who is there at my core. I know I'm not going through life alone. And when you start thinking this way, you begin to be resilient by default. You know, and I, want, I just want to share a, an example of how I've had to apply this recently. So recently for me, while being pregnant, you know, I, I just have to say that with pregnancy, you know, sometimes with women with pregnancy, because of a lot of hormonal fluctuations and all the different, you know, factors that are tied to being pregnant, a woman can begin to feel quite unsettled emotionally and mentally. So it can be a time where she might begin to feel, you know, uh, vulnerable and is able to lose her peace and her joy. And I know that I have shared with you as a church family in the past, my testimony of being healed from severe clinical depression a couple of years ago. So something happened for me this time with this pregnancy. You see, um, I know and I've always believed, and I, mean, and I continue to know that children are a gift from the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. It's a blessing to have children. You know, and in fact, we had waited five years before we had our second one. So we, we were so, so blessed and so glad and grateful. And I, I must say that I know that for some of us here, you might even still be in that season of waiting, just waiting and I want you to know that you're not alone. So here, here comes our second child and we're grateful and you know, really excited and thankful. And then quite quickly, but rather unexpectedly and you know, not prepared, I find that we're going to be having a third child with the second one still being eight months old. And even though I knew the truth that I knew about children being, being gifts, I began to find myself experiencing a sense of panic, uh, a mix of emotions. I began to think, I'm not prepared for it. I, don't, I, I wasn't planning this. 
I began to feel myself get overwhelmed, a bit distracted from the blessing that I was carrying. I unfortunately began to see myself go down a familiar path where my thoughts began to be increasingly negative, and I began to feel very sad emotions, losing my motivation, just feeling really sad and overwhelmed. And you might be thinking, why? Well, lots of things going through my mind, wondering what, what this was not my plan. I had so many things I planned to do, you know, and, and this, these thoughts were just beginning to overwhelm me. I'm thinking, Inkiru, how are you going to make it through? What are people going to say? What kinds of thoughts were coming? You, you're literally on maternity leave. You're supposed to be going back to work. How do you go back to work pregnant? That's strange. You know, and, and I'm just being really open and vulnerable with you because I want you to see that when the enemy comes at you, he comes with thoughts that, you know, when you're dealing with a mental battle, it may look like those thoughts don't make sense. But for the person who's dealing with them, they're so heavy and so valid. So I, I see myself begin to fall for all those lies, and unfortunately, it really brings me down. And I'm completely distracted from the blessing. And then to, to make this even more intense, I began to experience debilitating fatigue. I, couldn't, I felt like I couldn't function, so it just looked like you know, everything had come to a full stop. I, I didn't know how to proceed, but nonetheless, I began to prod through, go through day in, day out, just pushing through that heaviness that was building, the fatigue that was holding me back. Until some point, three months into the pregnancy, I'm in my room and I just realized I, am, I can't continue this way. I cannot, I can't let this happen. I have to get through this, I have to push forward. I can't let this happen. Where's my peace, where's my joy? What's going on here? I can't let this happen. And I'm praying on my bed. I'm praying in the spirit. I'm praying in tongues. And you know, it's almost like the thoughts just come really loud. And can you look at you? You can't do anything right now. You're really weak. You, in fact, there's nothing good about you. You're fat and puffy. And I'm like, you know what? I stand up. I'm like, and I begin to speak back to those thoughts, those lies that are coming through my mind. And I begin to speak the scriptures. I begin to speak Christ in me. I begin to say, you know what, in Romans 7, 18, and I'm telling you this is how we speak, I'm speaking out loud, okay? Romans 7, 18, Paul says, oh yes, I know there's nothing good in me, but that's in my flesh. Galatians 2, 20 said, I was crucified with Christ. In Kiru died with Christ, but Christ lives in me. And Christ is in me is the hope of glory. I am not going to be put to shame. I'm not going to be discouraged. I'm not going to worry. Christ is for me. Christ is the glory and the lift up of my head. I'm going to walk up tall and face tomorrow with joy. This is a gift. And I had to encourage myself and remind myself of the truth. And I said, you know what? He's in me. He's in me. I can do this. I will do this and I'll go through joyfully. This is a gift. And so I stood from my bed that day conscious of this truth, and I was able to walk away from those heavy thoughts, you know. And the truth of the matter is, a lot of what we feel is driven by what we think. And I was able to, by God's grace, overcome and overpower those negative thoughts, overriding with my belief in the truth. And my emotions had to go along with my thinking. Yeah. Praise God, hallelujah. You know, I know, Hallelujah. I know that we may not all be able to identify with being pregnant, and I, and I know that. But I know that 
in life you will be faced with situations and circumstances that are going to make you feel inadequate or unqualified or unprepared or incapable of dealing with. But I assure you that Christ is in you and he is your resilience. And you have every right to declare that on your lips. So I encourage you to keep drawing from that truth. Declare it boldly on your lips. Make a comeback with it. And you will gain victory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now the second, the second uh, way that I want us to see this in terms of who we are and what we're about, the Christ perspective, is Christ for us. Christ for us. Romans 8.31 says... What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. You know, this is an assurance that no matter what we're experiencing, God is actively working behind the scenes to make sure things are going in our favor. He's actively making things work for us. He doesn't leave us. He's 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 never against us. He's always on your side. He's always seeking to lift you, to encourage you, to bring about his plans and purposes for you in that situation or whatever it is you're dealing with. And this is because he loves us. He genuinely does. You know, Exodus 14, 14 says, the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. So God is always fighting for us. Do you know why this is so reassuring? It is because if you're like me, there may be times when you don't, you don't feel like you can fight for yourself. You may feel literally overwhelmed by what's going on. But I can tell you that in those moments, you begin to see that it's almost like there's a force that is fighting, that is trying to make sure that you don't lose yourself, you don't give up. And it, sometimes it can come with words staring up in your heart that just rise up, you know, you just remember certain scriptures or someone comes to you and they speak such an encouraging, accurate word. And you know, that is the Lord fighting for you. See, three things, three notable things I want to share with you that happened in this season for me. And I feel that, you know, sharing it with you would just encourage us to see how God fights for us is, you know, would include these three things. So the first thing was when I was going through the initial phase of the pregnancy and I was dealing with all those emotions and thoughts. And there was one night, I re- I, you know, was the start of everything, I was really, really feeling low. So I decided to listen to an audio version of the book of John and go to bed. I didn't actually plan to sleep off so quickly, but I slept off. And then at some point in the middle of the night, this is the whole book of John is playing, but in the middle of the night, I wake up to hear Jesus speaking through my earphones. And the part of John that I hear that the Lord Jesus is speaking at that moment is in John 16, 21. And he says, a woman when she is in labor has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. And I was like, Father God, I hear you. There is joy when a baby comes. There's joy at the end. I will look forward with joy. I was so encouraged in that moment because I knew the Lord was speaking to me. And that's why he woke me up to hear that. And then the other thing that happened was a word came up in my heart because I was thinking about work and all that. And he he said in Isaiah 45 verse 2, and this is him just speaking in my heart, I will go before thee and I will make the crooked places straight. And I can't tell you what he's done in this short time I've been at work. It's been amazing. And finally, when I was experiencing that debilitating fatigue, 
where I felt like I couldn't function. I just stumbled on prayers going on, on online on YouTube by James Aladino's uh, prayer storm team. And I just got there at the end. But once I connected at the end, the lady who was praying begins to speak into the spirit of weariness, lifting up a, a person. And she began to use a scripture that I had just received the day before when I was praying regarding my strength. And I was so encouraged. I woke up the next morning and that weariness, that, that fatigue was lifted and it didn't come back. Hallelujah. So look, the Lord is fighting for us. I'll just say one more thing because this was also really, really, uh, it was really, really key for me at that time. I'm going out to the atrium after a church service and I'm literally just coming out of everything and you know, encouraged and all that. I'm about three months down the line in pregnancy and I say hello to um, one of us here, a lady in church and, and I'm about to just move on but she pulls me aside and she says, Hold on, I need to say something to you. I had a dream about you three months ago, but I haven't been able to share with you. I saw you pregnant at the time, and there's no way she could have known because I was only three months. So three months prior, you wouldn't know. I saw you three months pregnant. I saw you pregnant, and you were so sad. You were so heavy because you felt unprepared. You felt like all your plans were, you know. But the Lord is saying to you that this is a gift, and this is this this child is going to bring joy. And I was so encouraged to know that God would think about me that way. Because that was so accurate, and it was exactly what he told me from the book of John. So why am I sharing all of this? I'm just sharing all of this to let us know, look, God is not, the Bible says he doesn't show favoritism, he's no respecter of persons. What he does for one, he does for the other, because he died for all, and therefore, if he's fighting for one, he's fighting for all. So you can be sure that he's consistent with his nature, and he loves you, and he's fighting for you. So let's watch out this year for the favor of God. Whatever is going to watch out, watch out so you don't miss it, so you can keep track of his goodness. Because it's in those moments when you're encouraged, when his scripture comes, know he's there with you, know he's fighting for you. And when you, when you keep track of his faithfulness and his goodness, you're going to keep being confident that you can make it through. And that is how you stay resilient and you can keep bouncing back and keep soaring. Praise the Lord. And the final way we're going to be looking at the Christ perspective in terms of our identity and what we are about, our purpose, is Christ through us. You see, what would be the point of Christ living in us and fighting for us and, you know, ensuring that everything's going well, but doing all he can, when there will be no point to it at all? What would be the point of it at all if there was no reason for this? You know, as human beings, very central to our well-being is the need for a sense of purpose to life. And this is very key to our being resilient because if there's nothing to be resilient for, then what's the point? Why do you need to keep fighting? Why do you need to keep coming back and bouncing back? What's the point? Because there's a purpose to our lives. Dr. Harold Koenig, a professor of psychiatry and an associate professor of medicine at the Duke University, in North Carolina and the United States says this in his book on the importance of purpose and mental health in his, his book called Purpose and Power in Retirement. It says, having purpose and meaning in life is associated with better mental health, better physical health, and greater longevity. Purpose then adds not only years to life, but it adds life to years. Wow. 
Isn't that so true? You see, we all need something to live for, something that makes us wake up in the morning, that makes us stay motivated, that keeps us going, that makes us say to ourselves, we're not going to give up. And in Christ, we have all that and much more, and we don't ever retire from it. You see, when we put our faith in Christ, we become part of something really big. We become part of something massive. We get brought into God's family, but then there's, there's a call on all our lives. There's something huge we become part of. You see, Christ seeks to live through us. Our lives become like a letter from him to our world. We become a reflection of him. We become his ambassadors. We become a channel of his love and his truth and his goodness. He seeks to begin to work in us and through us to reach other people, to show himself. One of the first things that happens when you receive Christ, you begin to get aware of a love for, a love that, the love that he has for you. But then you begin to see that you, begin, you, you are then activated to begin to show that to other people. You begin to submit yourself to a command to love other people. And then this begins to make every season of your life count because you're here for a reason, to be loved and to love. You're here to be loved and to love. And it all adds up because it doesn't end here. But let me just share a scripture in Jeremiah 1.5. It says, uh, and God was saying to the prophet Jeremiah at this time, he says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And you know, this, that's the same way he's speaking to Jeremiah, that God is saying to every one of us here, before I formed you, I knew you. I had a plan for you. I've got a call on your life. You're not for mediocrity. There's so much more for you. There's so much I have planned for you. There's so much of me I want to express through you. You know, this was even a truth that encouraged me regarding the baby I was carrying. Because I was like, this is a child of purpose. God has formed this child, made this child. So I know this child is here at such a time as this, for such a time as this. And Ephesians 2.10 tells us we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So there is purpose to your existence. As long as you're here, there's a lot that God has ahead for you. And you know, finally, when we think about our glorious future, we know that we, we are looking forward to the return of our King Christ himself will return and all things will be made right. So your life and all that's happening here counts towards what's coming, towards God, what God is doing here on earth. So you are not without meaning. You have a reason to be here. You are, Christ is in you, living and walking through you. So you don't give up. You're not going to give up. I want you to say to yourself, I will not give up. I'm going to partner with God. You can say that you're going to partner with God to see his kingdom come in your life and in the lives of the people around you because you matter that much. You matter that much. Hallelujah. So what an assurance we have knowing that Christ is in us and that he is for us and he's walking through us. Praise God. You know, right now, we're just going to respond to 
the truths that we have heard. And I want to just speak to anyone here or anyone connected online, you're not, you don't know about this Jesus we speak of. He's actually called the Christ. It's not his surname, but it's actually who he is. The one sent to save us and bring us back to God. And he's someone who loves you. The scripture says God so loved the world that he gave his son Jesus, the Christ, that anyone who believes in him will be reunited to the Father and not lost. So if you're out there and you're thinking, I want to know Jesus, I want to welcome him into my life. I want my life to begin to have meaning and purpose. I want to know this, know this God. You can do that right now and say, Jesus, come into my heart. Make yourself known to me. Help me know who you are. Bring my life back into order. Because I can't go through life with you without you. Jesus, come in. Hallelujah. And I just want to speak to any, you know, a, a certain person or group of persons as I was praying and preparing for this message that it's almost like you feel like there's, I just saw this picture of water just going over your head and you're feeling swamped and overwhelmed. I just want to speak to you. There's a scripture in Isaiah 59 where it says, when the enemy comes like a flood, the Lord will raise, the spirit of God will raise a standard against the enemy on your behalf. And I just want to say to you that you're going to stand. The waters will not overwhelm you. You will stand. You will be left standing. The waters will be pushed back because Christ in you is that standard. You will stand. You will not fall apart. I just declare that it's well with you. That person who is feeling that way, you will stand. You don't even need to do anything. Just watch and see God fight for you. And finally, I just want to just ask that we all rise and just declare Christ in us, through us, for us, as we sing the song that will be led um, by the worship team right now.